there's something to it, but you just take it and let the Lord lead you. Thank you, Pastor. Thank you, Pastor. Good evening, everybody. Good evening, everybody. In Jesus' name, amen. Good evening, everybody. Amen. I thank God for the opportunity and the privilege to be in the house of God once again. Thank God for each and every one of you all that made the sacrifice to be here. I pray that the word that comes forth will be a blessing for you and to you. It's a blessing and a word that has been dear to my heart. Um, It's a word that reflects back on the importance of how good God has been to us. And usually, the scripture that I'm coming from is reflected during the Christmas, New Year season. However, there was something that was very important to me at the time that I read this and I preached this, and it stirred up again the same thing. So I went to Pastor Bill and I told him, I have a word that I'd like to share. And it's called, I'm in his will. And before we go any further, I do want to acknowledge everyone that's in the house tonight. Thank you, Pastor, for the opportunity for rendering your pulpit. This is a sacred place. And I thank everyone that was involved, Sister Amanda, for um, accompanying me and some support, um, clerical support, and Brother Rich, and everyone, even Brother Rob, coming through the door is going to be a blessing to us later. So I do thank God for everyone that's here tonight and everyone that has been a blessing in the preparation of this word. And so, Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for who you are and what you have been to us. We thank you for your spirit. We thank you for the gift of salvation. We thank you for the gift of deliverance on tonight. And God, we ask that you would use me for your honor and your glory, that the words that will come forth will be a penetrating blessing to each person that's sitting out there, that somebody will receive something tonight that they could pass on to somebody else. And with all of your glory and all of your praise, that we honor you in every step that we make from this night forward because of the word that you have given me to share. In Jesus' name I pray and thank you. Amen. Tonight's word is coming from actually Luke 2 and 7. This message has been inspired, as I said earlier, uh, from, from a different perspective as I think back over every Christmas holiday that I have um, encountered the season, but at the same time, this particular scripture in Luke 2, 7 stood out, and so I decided to explore it. From a different angle, of course. And so Luke 2.7 says, And she brought forth her first son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the end. So I'm going to go on to Luke 2 and 8 through 15. And there in the same country, shepherds abiding in the field by keeping watch over their flock by night, And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone and about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, 
which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. Ye shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly, this was so deep to me, and suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace, good will towards men. Can you imagine at that time of night, the shepherds that are, you know, seeing to their sheep, all of a sudden an angel appears and there's a praise party going on up in the sky. That is so profound to me that one angel first came to deliver the word of God, and now here comes a host of angels that's having a praise party in that place. That's something to give God praise about. And it came to pass, as the angels were gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said one to another, let us now, not later, but let us now go even unto Bethlehem and see this thing which has come to pass, which the Lord hath made known to us. I'm going to go to Galatians 3, verse 9, and it says, And if ye be of Christ, then ye, Abraham, sow seed and heirs according to the promise. After reading all of this, I found it difficult to make sense out of the one focal scripture that stayed in my mind, and that was chapter 2, verse 14. Luke says it again, speaks very loudly. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill towards men. So after a day or so, had gone by, I was in a conversation with another pastor friend of mine in Louisiana, and we were talking and about the word, and I was telling her about the scripture keeps sticking out. I don't understand why this particular scripture keeps sticking out to me. And it clicked in the middle of our conversation that in mid-conversation, I said, I got to go. Goodwill towards men. Immediately, the Lord began to show me an open vision of some of the richest people in the world, not just the United States, but in the world. So I immediately went on the internet and I saw Forbes list of billionaires. I took a little history behind them and I'm glad I did because after the last time I did this message, they were making a lot less and so I was able to see how much it's increased and even some have decreased. So anyway, I took that vision and I went on the internet to inquire of all the richest people in the world and came across a list of Forbes that blew me away. At that time, at that time, there were 750 billionaires in the world. As in of 2016, I counted 1,476 billionaires in this world. So I looked at the top 10 that were effective as of January 3rd, 2017, just a few days ago. I'm going to give you a list of the first top 10. Bill Gates, he's 61 years old. He's head of Microsoft, and he's worth $83.9 billion. Amancio Ortega, he's 80 years old. 
of Zara Textiles. He's 73 years old. I'm sorry, he's 80 years old and has $73 billion. Warren Buffett, 86 years old. He heads Berkshire Hathaway. He owns Geico. He owns Dairy Queen, Fruit of the Loom, Coca-Cola, Pampered Chef, American Express, Parts of Wells Fargo, Kirby Vacuums, Benjamin Moore Paint Company. He's worth $73.5 billion. Okay. Then I move down further. Carlos Slim Helu. He's 76 years old. He's a billionaire because of his telecom system, which is a mobile phone company that's in Mexico. He's worth $49.9 billion. Then the next one on the list was Jeff Bezos, B-E-Z-O, Bezos. He's uh, 52 years old. He owns Amazon, $65.2 billion. Mark Zuckerman, everybody knows who that is, 32 years old. Facebook, $49.1 billion. Larry Ellison, 72 years old. He owns Oracle Software, $47.8 billion. Michael Bloomberg, 74 years old, owns a software and a media business, $40.3 billion. Charles Koch, some people call him Koch. His name is Charles. He's 81 years old. He made his billions through oil refining and chemicals and pollution control. He also has $43.5 billion. The last one that I want to share with you that was very interesting was Lillian Betancourt. That's Lillian Betancourt, and she's 94 years old, and she is head of L'Oreal Cosmetics. She has $37.8 billion. So just for an added information, just a FYI to all of you all, I just kind of just checked out Donald Trump, you know, our new president. He's way down on the list of billionaires. I said there was 1,476 billionaires in the world. Donald Trump is 70 years old, and he is 324 on that list of 1476. And he actually went from $4.5 billion down to $3.7 billion. And he made his monies, of course, as we know, uh, from real estate and television. The next one was Oprah Winfrey. I wanted to deal with people that we kind of see and know that they blessed. And they are a blessing, and they have been a blessing. But she, too, is very far down on the list. She's number 569 out of that 1,476 billionaires. Oprah Winfrey, 62 years old, went from $3 billion down in 216 to $2.9 billion. It's a lot of money. But I wanted to get a history somewhat of these billionaires just so I could share and get a clear understanding as to what the basis of the word, how does this line up with scripture? God, what are you saying to me? What is it you're trying to show me about these people? So the vision continued to just be instilled in my spirit. What did God want me to see? So I looked at the fact that all these people, they're billionaires, except for Oprah, all of them had children. 
Oprah doesn't have any. So I took note that their children will inherit these billions, their estates and their businesses after they have passed on. But then I looked at the different types of wills. I did my homework on this. And I saw that there were different types of wills. Are you people following me? There are at least 13 different types of wills. And the description of a will is a deliberate choice of action, anything decided upon determined intention, in order of decree, a legal declaration of a person's wishes and regarding the disposal of his or her property after their death. Which belongs to me is a good will. I'll hear no amens. We got a good will. He gave us a good will. Let me tell you about some of the wills that are out. There's a, an attested will. There's a conditional will. There's a holographic will. There's a joint will. There's a living will. There's a mirror will. There's a mutual will. There's a non-cupidative will. There's a pour over will. There's a testamentary trust will. And then there's a video will. <laughs> Y'all need to come with me with this. Y'all need to understand where I'm going. So that's just to name some of them. However, what brings me to the good will, see, our will, this will, comes with peace. Uh-huh. And when it comes with peace, our peace is a weapon. It's a silencer to the enemy. And I've told people several times that you cannot go into battle with the enemy with a gun with no bullets. And many of us go into war not understanding that we are covered by the blood of Jesus. That we are covered by a Goodwill. So see, there's only so much that Satan can do to you. But when you go in after him, make sure that you are totally aware of what your rights are. So now we look at Buffett, Gates, Donald, Oprah, any of the others. They cannot leave healing in their wills. Amen. They cannot leave salvation in their wills. They can't even promise you eternal life in their wills. Uh-huh. And the most interesting thing that in order for them to receive anything, they have to die to receive, which means they have to wait upon their inheritance. Uh-huh. So Jesus being born, he came to die. So that we could receive our inheritance immediately. Immediately. Uh huh. We are joint heirs with Jesus Christ, and what he gives us is eternal and not temporal. Y'all ought to be happy about a will because, see, wills are very serious things. Many families have been divided by wills. Because they're not descriptive of enough. Or people are fighting over um, um, estates that, well, it's in protest. But this is the will that was promised from the moment Jesus came through the womb of Mary. So Jesus being born 
automatically made you a joint heir. So now, watch this. There's 7,959 promises and scriptures that have been made by God. If we were to use and access one promise each day, it would take us 22 years, Pastor, to use each one of those promises. But I also read a story according to Caleb. If you remember Caleb and Joshua, chapters 14 and 10. And now, behold, the Lord has kept me alive, as he said, these 40 and 5 years, even since the Lord spake his word unto Moses, while the children of Israel wandered in the wilderness. And now, I like that word, and now, and now. Lo, I am this day fourscore and five years old. This is one promise. Caleb's inheritance came from the inheritance that was given to each tribe. He waited 45 years. And some of us, well, I should say some of those out in the world, I'm not going to say none of y'all up in here because y'all are women and men of God, right? Uh huh. And see, what you need to understand that your will has already been prepared before the beginning of time, before you were conceived, that God gave you a good will. There's nothing in the statistics and the levels of, of, of wills that I saw that were named a good will. God gave us a good will, a good one. So no matter where you are in your life, no matter what you've been blessed with, no matter what you're going through, you are still blessed with a good will. So in my research, of course, I never found a good will. I'm in this will. It says so in Luke 2.14. So no matter what things look like in your life, no matter what you're feeling, no matter what the tragedies or adversaries or the, the things that people are coming up against you. The enemy comes in like a flood. Yes, he does. But baby, you got a good will. It's got you covered. You need to know what's included in your will. The good will is full of promise that are always being fulfilled every day. Every single day, no matter what it is, what it appears to be like, no matter how people act, no matter what people say, no matter what people feel, you got a good will that's got you covered. That's what I love about the word of God. Because just as the angel told those shepherd men not to fear, you have something tonight to praise God for. You need to praise God because your will came with good tidings. There was nothing meant or underhanded. That there was no ulterior motive. There was nothing standing in the way of you and the good tidings. This is a done deal. And that's why you have to understand the importance of who you are and what you are to God as joint heir to Jesus Christ. Y'all need to talk louder than that because this is serious. See, because if grandma was about to die, 
and you knew you got $1.5 million, see, I'd hear more noise about that. Oh, let me tell you about how God blessed me. But see, you've been blessed from day one. And you need to understand the importance of what your goodwill contains. Amen? Am I getting too excited, Pastor? Because this is a very serious word to me. And every Christmas, when people are going on through their thing, I'm in his will. If I don't get nothing, I'm in his will. He's already given it to me. I got all I need and more because I'm in his will. And with his will comes so much. And guess what? I got a copy for each one of y'all tonight to take home. And for all of you believers, for all of you all that are part of the body of Christ, you need to understand. You done cheated. You done cheated. Y'all ain't right for that. Anywho, the rest of y'all can have one. This is very serious. I took time out to literally do a legal document on a will. And there's nothing like it written under the sun like this one that God has given to us. And so now we know that our will comes with good tidings and good joy, good peace, and a good will. And the Bible speaks of an angel that appeared, and then suddenly, 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 there was with uh, one single angel came a multitude. I just want y'all to envision that in your mind. Imagine being out in the, in the dark, and you got a few stars here and there. And one angel comes out and says, fear not. I just want you to check out something that's going on over in Bethlehem, okay? I want you to check this out. But then all of a sudden, after he appears, a host of angels, a host of angels were flooding the skyways at nighttime, having a praise party, saying glory to God in the highest. So they gave God his props first. And then he gave us on earth. Uh-huh. He gave us peace. Ah, peace. People struggle with that. A lot of people don't know how to obtain peace. But you are at a goodwill. You need to understand what your benefits are, what's been left to you, what God offers you. He gives you peace. He gives you joy. And goodwill towards men. With a country the way we've seen it, people killing one another, the blessing still applies. God gave that to all men, but has all men received Christ? There's a great difference. He gave it to us, but you don't have to take it. But I got mine. Uh-huh. I got mine. I recognize the blessings of God. I recognize the joy when I'm in a place that I feel like the enemy wants to pull my spirit down. I know how to call on God. I know how that the joy of the Lord is my strength. And I also know that no weapon formed against me is going to prosper. And I tell people many times, be careful what you say. You don't know who I am in God. You don't know what God has imparted and deposited.
the anointing and the blessings. You see things, but you don't know how I got those things. You don't know how much suffering went into that pain. Amen. That's another testimony. But can you imagine being out in a field, just if you could just imagine that, just a little bit, and seeing this one angel, and then the bright sky lights up with this multitude of angels, just giving God all the praise. And you ever notice sometimes in church you got to just kind of prompt people? Come on, let's praise them. Come on, let's praise them. Oh, you don't, you don't want to hear? Please. I should not have to prompt you to praise God. You should know enough to bless God on your own. If he don't do nothing else, he already done blessed you. When you wake up in the morning and you say, oh, I'm still here. Thank you, Lord. Okay? Because there's somebody that did not wake up this morning. And see, what's great about this is that I have an opportunity. I can see that this is the day that the Lord has made. I shall rejoice and be glad in it. I don't like the expression when people say, I'm having a bad day, I'm having a bad day. Ain't no such thing as a bad day. God said the day that he made is a good day. Just like he gave us a good will. Now, are you having challenges in that day? Possibly. We all have challenging days. But I will cut you down if you say, I'm having a bad day. God don't make bad days. God don't make no mistakes. Change the way you think. Change the way you talk. And bless other people so that they can. I remember being in therapy at one time and the, a young man that was getting ready to leave, he said, have a blessed day. And the old man turned around and he said, why leave it at just a day? How about have a blessed life? How about a blessed life? See, we get so conditional and so traditional and so cliche-ish that we forget that this ain't all about you. Because you might have just made that person's day, glory to God, that you don't know where their mind was. You don't know what they just went through. You don't know what hospital just gave them a diagnosis. You don't know. So you need to understand what God has promised you so that you can share that peace and share that joy and share the goodwill that God gave towards all men. Amen. So when the enemy comes in like a flood, I'm in his will. When my body, when I go, you ever notice when, you know, I'm 64. So when I get out to go to bed, I wake up the next morning. Uh, how I went ain't how I woke up. And I'd be like, what happened? What made, where'd that come from? But the body aches, it's getting old. It wasn't meant to last forever. Amen? Silver Saints, hello? Okay, y'all know what I'm talking about. I'm trying to be cute, Okay. It's the truth. You know it's true. But, in, but the bottom line is because you go through these changes in your life and when the body and the finances are not where they used to be, we've been taught to say, I'm not broke. I'm in between blessings. See, you got to call those things that are not as though they were. So when you don't have the finances that you think you need to have at the time that you think you need it, I'm in between blessings. Just in between blessings, you have to change your mindset, understand who you belong to and what's in the will for you. So, I'm in the will of God when friends turn their back on you and they talk about you. 
I'm in the will. Uh huh. <laughs> when people have all manner of evil against you, you know, the worst thing people try to do is to reflect on what you look like. I've had that issue for years. People look at you and they judge what they see, but they don't know the heart. And so I got something new. I say, well, to love me is to know me, and to know me is to love me. And if you don't think I'm worth learning about, then more power to you. Because I'm a good person, and I love God's people, and I'm a giver. And if you are related to me in any, in any level of, of, of relationship, I want to be a blessing to you. If it ain't nothing but a hug, if I slip $50 or $100 in your hand, whatever God leads me to do, I'm going to be a blessing to you. I don't remember too many people that have walked out of my house empty-handed. I'm in his will. I'm in his will. So when people, those same people that you blessed are the ones that are talking about you or the ones that are scattering rumors and lies against you. I'm okay with that because you don't know who I am. I'm covered in the will, Pastor. I'm in the will. You just don't know it yet. And so I know that when you come against God's people, you come against me. When you come against me, you come against God. I'm a child of God. I belong to God. So he's given us so much in his goodwill. And let us thank him for the goodwill. And I want you to join me here at the altar. Pastor Hicks and Venezia. Brother Rob, I'm ready for you. It was quick and to the point, Pastor. It wasn't meant to be drawn out. But I want these people to come to the altar. All those that are joint heir with Jesus Christ and that they believe that he has sent them. No, no, no. See, you're front. This is where I want them to come. I want you to pass the Hicks hold half. Venezia hold the other half. All of you all that want to see what the will looks like. Pass the Hicks over here. Please. I want you all to come up and get a copy of your will. I want you to see what the will is about. I'm in his will, and you are in his will. And while you're collecting your will, let's stay. Don't, don't go back to your seat. Don't go back to your seat. I'm going to sing my song, Brother Rob. I'm ready now. He is everything to me. He is everything you need. Oh, everything you need. He is everything you need. Don't go back to your seat, Brother Reggie. He is everything.
Come on, more and more, more and 